Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So enjoy the episode. So Big Mama, you are up first whenever you're ready. Ask me your question. I'm about six weeks away from my final order. Yeah. Um, his uh, ex-husband still not wanting to talk about financials. Um, I'm not sure he'll agree to go to mediation. So what do I do from here? I mean, if I make an appointment for mediation and he doesn't turn up, then what do I do? Well, if he doesn't turn up, then the mediator can give you the MIAMS form. And that's the first form that you need in order to make the financial application because that's the next step. So then you'd complete what we call a form A and you're going to have to attach your MIAMS form to the form A. Okay. All right. Uh, And then what will happen with that? Does it... So then that you, you'll send that off to court. Um, you'll tell the court what you're hoping t- um, to get, you know, an order that says a pension share or maintenance order, whatever it might be. And then the court will send you back a hearing date. And that's generally mm-hmm. about three months ahead of uh, when you send your application in, generally about three months. And then once you get your hearing date, um, just before the hearing, about a month before, you have to file the form, uh, yeah, for me. Um, so what you need to do then is start completing the form me and then you'll both exchange them before the hearing date. Right, okay. Um, and also, um, if it does end up going to court, um, is it a case of they can see like all of our bank accounts and savings and things like that, like, he's likely to hide and get rid of stuff as quick as he can. Yeah. Yes, that yeah, so, and you and you go back 12 months. So the form E will ha- attach um statements for all your bank accounts, all your debts, all your uh, pensions, everything like that for the last 12 months. Okay, that's great. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hi, Fruity Pebbles. I can, yeah. What's your question? There were some care proceedings that happened last year. Um, It's resulted in supervision order back in my care um, with the agreement that my son, because he's got additional needs, that um, the children go over to paternal grandparents every other weekend because dad has to be supervised. Yeah. Um, Now, my issue is there's been many, many concerns raised and the social workers keep saying that there's, like, nothing concerning to them even though my solicitor has said otherwise but obviously my solicitor now has left the case because the case has been closed I just don't know whether it might be worth going back to the courts or I don't really know what to do so what what's your concern the the safeguarding (laughs) issues whilst in the care of the grandparents is that what you're saying correct yes okay so do you feel that it's because the grandparents aren't doing anything or they're just not able to cope with the safeguarding um, it's actually the grandparents that are the safeguarding concern. Ah, um, my daughter's okay. got a lot of health needs and they're constantly yeah. being neglected. Um, there's just, you know, we've made arrangements with the social services. There's yeah. no um, CAO in order because obviously my son's needs. Yeah. Um, and like, 
it's just, you know, we put in agreements in place and within days she's broken them. You know, my daughter and my son are sharing with their twin uncles who have both got additional needs. My daughter's only three. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly happy about that. Um, and social services have said, okay, well, we'll come up with another plan. And within a day it got broken and I've raised it with the social worker and she said, oh, well, apparently it was an accident. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but, you know, this arrangement has been agreed upon between three parties, essentially. Um, and... Yeah, it just seems like any chance that they can, there's chopping and changing happening and anything that I put forward just kind of gets shut down. So I don't know whether to go back to the courts because the courts always had concerns about, you know, the lack of support with children's services and things like that. And I don't really want to go back to court. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I know. I think think that the writing's on the wall, though, and, and I would say that you potentially should be taking the matter back to court. Ultimately, you are the main carer of these children and therefore you have 100% responsibility. If it gets to a, a place where you actually think the children are too at risk, then you know that you can stop contact regardless of what order's in place. But I think absolutely take it back to court. You're going to have to ask the court to vary what we've got existing by way of court order. Yeah. Uh, and then from okay. there then, um, it's a case of just knowing um, what the other options are and, and put those options forward. Because that's the thing, like I've spoken to the children's services social worker today and I've said, you know, this is what my solicitor is saying, that there's no order in place and that yeah. technically the grandparents, you know, I don't have to promote the contact if I feel it's not working, yeah. which, you know, I've shown her the email yeah. and she's basically, anytime I bring up any safeguarding concerns or emails that kind of legally I'm allowed to do, um, you know, of what legally I can and can't do, she yeah. just kind of disregards it and just kind of ignores it. And I'm like, do I complain to the manager or do I just take it back to the courts? Because anytime I say, you know, this isn't working, it's always, oh, but we've got to promote the contact. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, I think, 100%, but... yeah, no. And, and I think just complaining to the manager, it just becomes an internal affair. Do you know what I mean? That's going to be yeah. swarmed with red tape and policy and procedure and all the rest of it. And ultimately that doesn't help the children. You know, meanwhile, over here, the children have still got the safeguarding concerns. Just take it back is what I would do. All right. Thank you yeah. so much, Tracy. You're welcome. Shift, you uh, too. Night even. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, Kazi, you are next up on my list whenever you are ready. I was just listening to, um, to the other um, lady that was on before, yeah. one that was just on, talking about um, going to court and yeah. um, filling out the forms for financial um, sort of disclosure, really, or, or yeah. to sort out the finances. I'm in, yeah. I'm in that position. I've kind of filed my um, forms in at court already and um, sort of waiting to get back a date. So I'm aware that at some point I'm going to have to sort of um just you know you're for, i think it's for me isn't it for yeah. like you know, the financial stuff i'm going to need them to go back further than 12 months because um i i'm i'm pretty sure that he has um hit you know hidden assets and he's kind of made himself poor and i need to kind of have that as evidence really to show like this man you know has kind of it was working a really really well-paid job he's now um in with his within his family and now he's um apparently resigned um yeah. and not working at all and i just think i just think it's like a, just a load of rubbish and i just think you know i need to, i need to prove this so what can i do really in in terms of when it gets that point in court so once you have completed the four me's and swapped them with each other mm-hmm. the next thing or the next step is to do questionnaires And within the questionnaires, you can then ask for more statements. And when you then go to court for your first appointment, the court will have the for me and your questionnaire. 
And okay. you can, if, if the other side object to it and say, well, a questionnaire is asking for, you know, two years worth of accounts, which, you know, the for me is quite clear and it just says 12 months. That gives you the um, opener to then say to the court, ah, oh, yes, but the reason I've asked the question and I'm asking for more bank statements is because of this, this, this and this. Okay. The okay. court will then order because at that first appointment, one of the jobs that the court will do is to look through each party's questionnaire and make sure it's appropriate. And it okay. will it will at times strike out questions that it doesn't feel are appropriate or it will rephrase them. OK, so okay. if your question is left in with regard to going back even further than 12 months, then he's ordered to provide that. So that that's fine. That That's how you would okay. do it, though. OK, that's great. Thank you. That's it. That's um, reassuring. Great. Good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye. Gilly. 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 You are next um, up. Um, whatever your question is. What it is, um, I had a uh, court, a uh, child arrangement order put in by the court slash uh, over, just over a year ago. Yeah. Uh, my ex-partner in March then decided, uh, her and her solicitor, her legal team, just decided to uh, stop contact altogether uh, for no real reason. Um, I put forward for a court enforcement order. Uh, we had a, a date in court last month uh, with a, a court legal advisor. Yeah. Now, he started off where I could see my kids every Saturday again. Now, uh, we had to wait for a, a safeguarding report to be done by Kafkas. Now, we've had that done. Yeah. Um, they've come back and they basically said they, there was no real reason for contact to stop. So they don't understand why it stopped and it should go back to how it was originally was. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, the, uh, the excess solicitor has got back in touch with me and they've literally reversed everything and they want to take it back to normal. Um, because right. Kafkas have said in their uh, report that they're leaving the enforcement order up to me whether or not I want to carry on with it. Now, I'm concerned that if I don't carry on with a court enforcement order that um, my ex will just keep doing this back and forth where she stops me having contact for no reason. Um, so I'm wondering if I should just accept the overnight stays again and take it back to how it was or go forward with the enforcement order. I, I would go, well, is the enforcement order, first of all, going to get you more contact? Because obviously we haven't explored what contact's been offered and what contact's been agreed. So will no, the... Uh, sorry, go on, uh, go on, carry on. I was just going to say, will the if you agree to what they're suggesting, is that going to limit the contact compared to what you would be asking for via the enforcement? Uh, no, the contact would be better. I mean, some of the things they've put in their draft order uh, is saying that I'm not allowed to speak to my son about educational uh, edu edu educational things, which I think is a bit strange considering I'm, I'm in contact with both my kids' uh, schools quite often to find out how their education or needs are and everything. Um, so I found, found that a bit, uh, bit funny that she said that in the, in the draft. Uh, but my days, collection times and drop-off times would stay to how they originally were. Okay, so there's going to be, there's going to, well, if you can then get the same sort of contact without going back to court, I would enter into um, an agreement, you know, the, enter into a, a new order by agreement. Yeah, but how do I go about stopping her from doing this, uh, this, this, this stuff? Because it's not the first time she's done it. Right? Well, she's just yeah, this is the thing. I mean, what we would do if we were before the court is perhaps suggest that we go for a penal notice. So a penal yeah. notice is something that's attached to the order and it will have consequences if somebody breaches the order. So that's one right. remedy. 
Obviously, if you're trying to agree something via consent, they may not be in agreement to doing a penal notice. And you might actually start off by saying, well, I'll agree by consent and then changing your mind and thinking, you know what, I'm going to go back to court because I want that penal notice attached. Yeah. Yeah, It's going back to the court on 17th of this this month um, to see uh, what just, well, it's for her legal team and the uh, court advisors to, uh, the legal advisors of the court um it's me and my ex-partner haven't got to be there at court so it's for them to go over the the Kafka's, uh, report right okay uh, so they want to get, uh, they're pushing for this agreement before that my uh, ex's legal team are yeah it sounds like a, an advocate's meeting i mean ultimately any any sort of child arrangements order that's made you and your ex are going to have to be present um, so this may yeah. be like sort of a pre-hearing or an advocates meeting is what they're called um, hearing. Yeah. Um, I, th- I would suggest that you push for the penal notice. So at least there's consequences right. if she decides to stop contact again. Um, yeah, you can also true. you can also ask for some um, preambles to, to be put in there. So before we actually get into the body of the order, I would start, I would have things recorded in there. Um, so you would yeah. say, you know, contact with the father continued until this date. As of this date, yeah. mother decided to stop the contact. Um, you know, the matter was returned to court. And it just gives a sort of bullet point plotted history of what took place and it's always important to record that because if we are back yeah. before the court next year or whenever in 18 months we have that on the face of the order okay yeah, so, so it's a preamble and sorry what was the other one that I asked for? it it so you're going to have your order oh um a penal yeah. notice so you'll have a penal notice in the body of the order that's what the court's ordering but then you'll have yeah. like some recitals or some preambles and, and they will just be, as I say, you know, a, a little bit of history as to what's happened in the past. Yeah, that's fine. All right. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Nice. Thanks very much for that. No worries. That's fine. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Buddy. Um, so a couple of questions on TikTok. Um, somebody's asking me about making a legal aid application and how you start that. You have to be granted legal aid in the first instance. So what you need to do is give the civil legal advice line a call and you can phone them on 0345 345 4345. Um, somebody else asked a question on TikTok about their ex lying to the CSA we don't get involved in any matters of child maintenance at all over on the family court arena. London Father, I was just about to come to you, but you've dropped out. By all means, put your hand up again. Um, so unfortunately, won't be able to help you there. I'm sorry. But if they have lied, then just go back to the CMS and let them know that. Right, London Father, you are next up. What's your question? I think you may have just covered this uh, with regards to your last question, but it was to do with a child maintenance question. Right. Um, I've been given a tribunal date to appear. Um, basically, several appeals have been made by my former partner, but I, I don't suppose you would have any pointers or anything that you can advise in terms of that? No. You mean she's appealing because she feels that she's worth, um, that you should be paying more? Is that what you mean? So, yeah, there were two failed appeals that, have gone in already and she's appealed on the basis that uh, I'm not paying as much rent as I was previously although my employment hasn't changed at all yeah. uh, so she is that's her grounds for appealing for more money um, so it's now on the third appeal it's actually gone to a tribunal so I've been given a hearing 
but I wasn't sure whether or not I, I it would warrant me getting some kind of representation there. I think if if she is saying that um, you should be paying more and you are in employed work and 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 this isn't advice, don't get me wrong. We we don't deal with the CMS, but it seems yeah. logical to me because any court or tribunal is going to act on the evidence in front of it. And if it if I were in your yeah. shoes, I would be bringing along um, my last six pay slips, my P sixty as complete evidence of what I'm earning and my bank statements to actually show here. Here's my pay slip to show that I get X amount per month and here it is being paid into the into the bank. And here's my P60 if you think that there's more pay slips and there isn't. And and I would yeah. I would bring enough evidence that you don't leave the tribunal with any other option but to agree this is your income, these are your outgoings, and this is all you've got left. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the, the thing that confuses me most about the situation is that twice they've already been in touch with HMRC and all my, you know, my income has been divulged to them. So they know exactly what it is. I'm not self-employed. I work for the NHS. Right. So all, you know, every, everything that I earn is completely clear. Um, and again, CMS twice have come back and said there's no grounds for it, but she's gone and made a third appeal. Um I, I would, I, mean, I would also, um, I would also ask that any order that's made includes a direction or an order that she can't do this again, because it could yeah. be that it's just vexatious. Do you know what I mean? It, it could be, we, you know, we, we call them vexatious litigants on the other side, where they simply mm. want to go to court for the sake of going to court. Do you know what I mean? And there's no other that's... reason than that. So yeah, that, you, that you can, based. yeah, you can stop that by, by again, sort of letting the tribunal know, look, we, she's had everything. You know, she's been told by NHS and HMRC and even the CMS that there isn't anything. Um, so ultimately, what, what's going on, you know, and, and get a direct, we call it a direction over in the family court. I'm not sure what they call it in the tribunal um, arena. Be an equivalent. Yeah, but there'll be yeah. an equivalent to a direction that she can't do this again, you know, especially when you're when you're NHS. I mean, it, it, it's so easy um, when you're in paid employment like that just to prove what your income is. It's so easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then just finally, if I was to instruct uh, some representation there, um, would I be able to then claim costs back or is that just not, not a possibility in this scenario? You see, again, I, because we I don't get involved in that, I honestly wouldn't know. I really wouldn't no. know. Um, but but what you can do is you can ask the tribunal at the end. In family law, how it works is we wait until the end of the matter and then we would ask about costs. So I would wait until the end of the tribunal. They won't advise you as to your, your prospects of success, but they'll certainly tell you the forms and that and what to fill out. That's great. Well, thank you very much for your advice. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Someone just asked a question on TikTok. Could you advise on a divorce? Began online in May 2021 and it was switched to a paper application in July 2021. Um, I'm not sure what the question is. Is it because of the delay? Um, there is a delay with paper applications. So in April of this year, we went um, no-fault divorce and we can upline everything onto the portal and it's just incredibly fast now. What's happened is it's made our paper applications even slower. Um, I have one paper application and I've been over a year trying to get this lady's decree nice eye. It's driving me insane. Hebe, what's your question? Today I told my um, husband that I want a divorce. Okay. I lived with him in his house for three years prior to moving into the house we had together and he put the deposit down 
um, from the equity for his old house. While yeah. he said if he pays the deposit, I would pay towards kind of furnishing and uh, doing the house up. Now that I'm going for a divorce, he's refusing to split the house 50-50, saying that he wants his deposit back, then split it 50-50 after that. I've also got two kids that he's... I've lost you, Hebe. Sorry. You've got two got kids? I've got two children. Yeah. And he's uh, refusing to engage with child maintenance talks as well. My other concern was that because I earn more, actually... Um, I'm a little bit worried that he may get away with asking for a deposit if I then turn around and say, well, don't come after my pension and um, I'm just stuck. <laughs> yeah, now I understand. So the marriage is three years, but how long is the relationship? Have you lived together? So the, the marriage is actually four and a half years. Okay. Um, the relationship is about five. It was a quick semi-arranged thing at the beginning, but then we started dating and yeah. Escalated quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Too quickly, probably. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I can't give you any specifics, so I'm just going to give you some some generalised um, suggestions um, because it, it's not advice. Um, the marriage is short. That would be my starting point. Um, so there's every chance that he would succeed in getting his deposit back. Oh, Hebe's dropped out. What a shame. Hebe, if you're still... Oh, you are still in the audience, so I'm going to keep talking. I know you've put your hand up again. Um, so the marriage is quite short, um, and in that regards, he may then succeed in asking for his deposit back. That would be the first thing that I would say. Um, the fact that you earn more than him um, may also give him grounds to have his deposit back, because it could be that you have a stronger um, mortgage borrowing capacity than he does. However, the scales then might flip back into your favour, because obviously you have the two children, I'm going to assume, and I shouldn't assume, um, but most most of our society, the children stay with mom. That's just how, how it works um, in, in our society. So if that was the case, Hebe, then they would, it, the scales would flip back again. Let me just invite you up again to speak. Um, so, it, you know, based on, on that, he, he may well succeed in getting his deposit back. But, and again, I have no idea of the... Um, the numbers and what we're talking about, if we're talking about tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, either way, it you would, you know, serve yourself well to go and get some legal advice, is what I would say. Yeah, I, well, I met a lawyer last week and Good. he said he's going to try and push for, well, if we can get it kind of 50-50 agreed. Yes. So, and then on the grounds that if we agree 50-50, but he then doesn't come after my pension and he doesn't, maybe doesn't have to pay child maintenance, for instance. Okay. But actually, it is tens of thousands. It's not hundreds of thousands. Oh, okay. Thousands. okay. However, um, because I cohabited with him in his old house yeah, and then moved into this one, you know, and actually I'd offered to put down for the deposit and he refused at that point. But I know that really doesn't, you know, that's all kind no, of it doesn't. Yeah. But I've then paid more into the mortgage because I earn more. I've always contributed more into the joint account as well. Doesn't and, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't carry any weight when you're married. Doesn't matter who pays what yeah. when you're married. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And then I will get the children, yeah. He's not um yeah. And I've now I've moved from Solihull, but I've moved back up north now. Okay. So I've left the house and I'm currently like camping out in my parents' living room. Yeah. Even though I earn more because I can't afford a deposit yeah. if I don't get fifty percent of the equity from that house. Yeah. Because we still have 
So seeing as we've only been in the new house for just over a year, the majority of the mortgage is still to pay. So actually, yeah, yeah it's a mess. And, and it, 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 it is a mess. And, and sometimes that when you leave, because you have to, because circumstances dictate that's going to be a much better resolve to actually leave rather than stay, you then create a situation whereby the person who has remained in the matrimonial home then has no incentive to settle because actually they're quite happy. They've got the house all to yeah. themselves. And do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those catch-22s. Um, I but know, well, I moved because I have more support here. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm having to resign my job where I earn more. I will mm. get another job, I hope, if I because I work for the NHS touch it. But, like, the... The inconvenience from all of this, and it was because of his infidelity on top of, you know, and it's just like, it, I just, yeah, I just feel really hard done by by yeah. it because I yeah. moved to him as well in the first place and yeah. compromised career at that point and my two maternity leaves based on his agenda and, you know, and you're just sitting back going, oh, I was such an idiot. Like, no, not 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 at all. I mean, look, we're all amazing with hindsight, aren't we? I'm, and you know, one of the reasons I I do the the this channel and and I do the TikTok is because education is a wonderful thing. And I think whilst we all fall in love and we all have that lovely romantic notion, especially all the females out there, you really do have to protect yourself. You really, yeah. really do. You know, obviously, I see a small section of society, um, but all I see is people who haven't protected themselves and you know it, it's such a simple fix if we can get to people before they get into that relationship you know people don't appreciate that when you get married you're entering into a legal contract it's like it's a contract you know and people just do it in 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 a heartbeat so don't beat yourself up too much Evie. the great news is that you are actually taking legal advice so i'm pleased about that so thank all the you, best thank you for your help all right no problem thank you bye bye can a mortgage or loan make up part of a child support, therefore taking money from initial amount? Ooh, a bit confused by that question. Are we talking child support as opposed to child maintenance? Are we talking periodical payments? I'd need to know a little bit more information. I am Abby. You're up on the stage. What's your question? Hi. Um, I just had a just need a bit of um Got more, um four years ago now yeah um at the time um my ex-husband uh before final hearing managed to get himself sacked, and so a financial order wasn't uh, the judge can order um uh financial matters that makes sense i don't i don't quite know the correct term terminology um so effectively um we're just getting child maintenance we're now in a situation where both of us moved on. Obviously, he's the higher earner, um, but he's not paying um, any other contribution but the bare minimum child maintenance. Sorry, what Abby, did he... you did you say that you didn't have a financial order? Sorry, go, go, just go back to that bit again. Um, so we did have a financial order. Yeah. But there was no... Um, there was no spousal maintenance and there was there was nothing else sort of put in place for the benefit of the children. So effectively, it's a clean break? It's a clean break, yes. Okay. It's a clean break, but there was a, a, nom a nominal, I can't remember what it was called, but it, he pays me like one one pence. Oh, yes, year. yeah, yeah. By, by way of... 
pa- uh, periodical payments or spousal maintenance. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what's your but question now, of me? My question is, um, we're now obviously four years on. Um, yeah. He's the high earner. Yeah. Um, the, the children are in private school, but he's not paying um, anything above the one uh, £155 a week child maintenance that he currently pays. I see. Okay. The children both have now been diagnosed with um, additional learning need. Um, and I'm covering the um, diagnostic reports and the additional learning support. Yeah. Um, what what can I do in this situation? So the fact that you you don't you don't actually have a, a clean break then if if you have in a maintenance clause that's nominal of one pound a year, what that yeah. actually does is it keeps the door unbolted shall we say it's not open but it's unbolted to be able to get back to court and you can claim slightly more if you need to okay so the first thing you need to do for uh, above all else is to take some legal advice because a solicitor needs to look at that order properly and 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 advise you on what it is that you can do and your prospects of success but if my understanding of what's in the order is correct then you can then take that back to court and ask for that order to be varied based on the fact that one pound per year doesn't cut it and things have changed in the four years and it's for you then to show the court those exceptional circumstances Right. Okay. So the so the really if without his because at the moment we've been discussing this for two years and, and we're not getting any further forward without his agreement, I literally have no other option but to go back to court. Correct. Because if he doesn't agree, he's not going to pay, and the existing order right. you you can't enforce anything because it's a pound a year or whatever it is the nominal order. Um, so right. okay. take the advice and if he's not in agreement it's going to be back to court but it's really important to take the advice because you don't want to go marching back to court if actually your prospects of success are low and this is where just taking that hour advice will stand you in good stead okay so would you recommend going back for a, is it a schedule one children's matter just for the children because I don't want any spousal support I just want him to support his children uh, but but a schedule one is is um an option for parties that aren't married you are right, married okay. you are married so you're going to go back and ask for your order to be varied to perhaps include right. child periodical payments so the schedule right, one okay. doesn't apply to you okay amazing thank you so much you're That's welcome really all thank right you. abby thank you bye-bye um, Sab, you're next up whenever you're ready. Ask me a question. Uh, so my question is basically regarding the kids as uh, it's been now for more than six months. I haven't seen them since the mum has disappeared. Yeah. And uh, we've got the uh, hearing date has been set on January, uh, at the end of January. And as you know, the process, it might take longer for about to end up on March or April to see my kids. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, is there any way that I can see my kids? So because before I've done the self-referral to um, the Time Together Child Centers and uh, the mom had refused it. And uh, so now what I have done again, so because I, I received the um, the notice for the uh, hearing date. So yeah. I've I've sent an email to her solicitor 
asking him if she will agree for me to send her some money for my kids and if uh, and I will repeat my my proposition for the child, time together child center to see my kids but they still didn't get back to me so the thing is uh, is there any way to see my kids that's my first question and second question is uh, uh, as I am the father on the birth certificate and we are married uh, is there any way so like having um, access to uh, to my children information regarding how they growing up in the in the nursery how they getting on and uh, their development so you have parental responsibility i think we we we've, we've got to just deconstruct it a little bit the reason that you've made the application sab is because your wife isn't allowing you contact for whatever reason um, and obviously I'd, yeah. I'd, i'm not asking you to go into those reasons here so your question of mm -hmm. me is is there any way that i can see my children if there's no court order in place at the moment that she's breaching and she's not in agreement then not really i mean whilst you're mm -hmm. waiting for that hearing date to come along in january you could propose to the wife mediation or you could propose and just you know appease her and say look if you want me to do supervised contact i'll do it i'm that desperate to see the children what is it that you want um, it may yeah. stand. It may stand you in good stead if you if you allow yourself to be slightly vulnerable. And she then says, "Well, pay me the money, and you can see the kids." Because a text like that or an email like that, you'll be able to show that to the court in January. You know, a mother can't with well mm. any parent can't withhold contact just from a financial viewpoint. You know, the law says, yeah. and I say this every night, the children have a right to have a relationship with both parents. It mm. should be my mantra. Mm. Um, but so so essentially to answer your question is no, but I wouldn't sit mm -hmm. back for three months and do nothing, you know, um, just just keep trying, you know, um, contact her, not not excessively, mm. obviously, but contact her, suggest, what, you know, what is it that you want? What, what are your concerns? Yeah, so How can I address them? Basically, I'm not allowed to call, to get uh, in contact with her uh, only by her solicitor, which is I already done. The thing is, is um, the judge has ordered Kafka to get involved in our case and uh, to provide to the judge uh, uh, a draft letter for safe guardian uh, too. Yeah. And uh, which is Kafka uh, have uh, done an interview with us. Yeah. And uh, they told me Kafka. They told me that they're gonna send me the. Uh, the report once they sent it to the court but after that once they've done everything so they sent the report to the court and told me that i have to wait for the court to decide if they're gonna send me a copy of uh, of the report or not which is already has been ordered on the first order when uh, they uh, they've been ordered to get uh, uh, to get involved so uh, that's what make me a bit confused so i contact kafkas again and i told them the court order has said that you have to uh, to fill and serve the uh, the uh, uh, the the draft and or the letter but they said no uh, we let the court to decide yeah so, so sometimes yeah sometimes kafkas don't want to release a safeguarding letter because of its contents and the court will mm -hmm. agree to kafkas leaving the decision of whether that letter is released to the court okay so mm -hmm. don't, don't don't be surprised by that um know okay. that when you get to court 
in January, the court will make full disclosure of the safeguarding. Now, it might be that you're working in the blind a little bit. You said to me earlier, you're not allowed to contact her only through her solicitor. Is that because there's a non-molestation in place? Uh, yes, okay, so because so... I've signed an undertaken. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the uh, the non-molestation application has been dismissed by okay. the, the judge. So, yeah. So all, all, all you can do then, Saab, is go through her solicitor. Okay, just go mm -hmm. through, but mm -hmm. but see see what comes see what comes of it. Um, just keep trying is all I would say. All right. Oh, okay. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye bye. Um, you know, sometimes guys, the contents of a safeguarding letter can be quite sensitive, depending on what is thrown up. Um, and the Kafkas don't always feel comfortable just releasing them. So they will send them to the court and then say to the court, look, it's up to you if you want the parties to see this or not, you know. Um, Humble Blackbird, you are next up. I've been looking nearly two years to get access to the, um, the house. Uh, basically, my daughter and I left because of DADV. Yeah. Um, and we were rehoused. And um, since then, we've been trying to uh, get our stuff back from the house, which my ex-husband still lives there. Um, but he's denying us access. The judge uh, told him that he had to give me access. Um, but he just hasn't complied. So the remedy, the remedy there is to enforce the order. So if he's not complying with a court order, you would take it back to court and ask for it to be enforced. There was no fine. Uh, there was. It wasn't written in the final um, court order. It okay. was just written in one of the bundles. Okay. So if it's not court ordered. If, if, um, if it's not court you know. ordered, then you can't enforce anything. So if it wasn't in an order, then there's not, there's not too much you can do about that from a family so perspective. So is there any way that I can get access to the house? Not, not from a family um, perspective, family court perspective. It, it, have you received your final order? Um, yeah. Okay. And that makes no allowance for you to return to the property and collect your possessions? Mm, no. no, it more focuses on our daughter. Okay. And her needs. Okay. Is it a financial order or a children's order? No. Um, there's no financial order attached to it is, at all. Is this from the English courts or the Irish courts? English. Okay. Um, so there's, it's just a children's order? Yeah. Okay. Were you married to him? Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. No, so the reason I ask is because if you were married to him, then you could start the financial order and then get your, your items back um, that way. Um, the other way is to, as somebody's just um, hopefully, helpfully said on TikTok, um, get the police involved and see if they'll accompany you. But although you've been gone for two years, it's a long time. Um, yeah, no, I mean, no, I've been trying every day, but I mean, the police won't get in, 
won't get involved simply because uh, they say it's a civil matter. Um, mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, so they won't. It, it might be then. Unless he does anything to damage um, my property or anything like that there, then they can get involved. But until he does that, which... I think the, I the difficulty, yeah, the house, a difficulty with that is you're not going to know. So I think my, my suggestion to you yeah. would be um, that you embark on a financial order. It's important to have one anyway, um, because, you know, it will bring the marriage and the finances to an end. But you need to take some advice on that as, a, as opposed to on this um, this forum. You do need some, some specific advice on that. Yeah, this is a difficulty when I've been calling um, solicitors firms there. They say it's sort of stuck in limbo in between. Well, and not, not because really, not really, because the family because, law won't take it. Yeah, but the family law will sort out your finances. So that's that's the road you need to go down. And as part of that, you can then ask for your things back. So that right. when you're ringing when you're ringing solicitors, you want to be saying to them, "Look, I'm looking for finances as part of my divorce." That's what I'm looking for. All right. Okay, so would that be as like part of like a small claims? No, 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 no. It's family law. It's family law. Following the divorce, it, you sort the finances out. It's family law. Okay, so you need All to speak right. to a family solicitor. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You know, that's a classic case of we have to go around the, the, the back door sometimes to get what we want. So it seems a little bit extreme to have to go to that bother to get your bits and bobs back. Um, but I think if you haven't got the financial order, you know what I always say, guys, you've got to have one anyway, um, because otherwise you never sever financial ties. And in that lady's case, it will be such a rigmarole, but at least she will have her financial order um, and she will hopefully get her possessions back at the same time. Bingo, you are next on my list. I just feel, at the moment, I feel as I'll... I'm stuck. Okay. Because he's just ignoring... There was a letter sent out beginning of September and he's just completely ignoring it. He's ignoring a solicitor's letter. He's, he's not disclosing things. He's, in fact, he's not even communicating now. So what happens and what should I be asking or what should I be asking a solicitor to do? So is this... First of all, is it children or finance? Finance. Finance, okay. So you've you've set out your position to him. Um, the divorce has started. He's not engaging. Have you tried mediation? He's probably not going to engage in that. No. To court no, application. Just, just been uh, domestic abuse. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a court application, isn't it? So that's all you can do. Um, and if he doesn't engage with that, at least the remedy there to you is that the court can make an order in his absence. All right. Well, we, there is a court date. Oh, good. Um, this month. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's not engaged. What if he doesn't turn up? But this is, yeah, I mean, it's pain. It's a right pain in the bum. But as I say, if he doesn't engage in the court process, doesn't turn up, doesn't file his for me and all the other bits and bobs that we have to do, know that you can um, make, um, the court can make an order in his absence. Okay. All okay, right. Thank you. So you. One more thing. Yeah. I've been married for over 30 years. Yeah. Um. Me not not being able to work due to ill health, him being a high earner, would I be what, what would I be asking for? Could I ask for spouse maintenance? 
Potentially, yes. It's hard for me to say without knowing more about your case, but based yeah. on the fact that yeah. it's a long marriage, so the starting yeah. point's always going to be 50-50. He's got a duty of responsibility to look after you after such a long time. And if you... Um, if your earning capacity is so different, then um, you are what we call more vulnerable. And therefore, that's one reason um, of many that we move away from 50-50. So now we might be looking at 60-40 in your favour, as, well as, right. as well as spousal maintenance. So if you have a solicitor, make sure that they are, um, you know, factoring that in and, and saying to you, actually, based on this, this and this, we actually think that we should be asking for more than 50%. Okay, thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome. You Thanks, bingo. Bye-bye. Um, striving for better, you are next up. I'm a bit worried, really. Um, I've got three children, and one of them is the elder thing. They've started secondary school, yet the youngest two are still in primary school. Their dad has not bothered about them for the past two years. The last time we saw them was two years ago. There's no Christmas presents, no birthday presents, no nothing. Um, and then with the cost of living going up, I asked for £10 extra maintenance payments. He's just within the last year started paying regularly. And he's now threatening to take me to court. Um, he did see them, but there was issues with the dad. Um, he wasn't adhering to anything. He was quite mean. Um, he wasn't listening to anything that I had to say. There was no child arrangements. Um, it was quite pushy, quite nasty, quite interrogating and quite aggressive. He has been violent in the past um, when my daughter was very young and he was aggressive in the last um, encounter that we had. Now, the police did come round and they advised um, no contact until court and he's not bothered. So now he's threatening me and he's saying, and the school obviously under because he's got PR, I'm really, really scared and I don't know where to go and I'm really, really, really worried. What's he taking you to court for? Um, to see the children again. Because um, the police came around and they stopped him but, and they just basically said no contact. They advised and said no contact until court. So they never went and he's not bothered about them. And now because of the £10 that I asked for, he's now threatened to take me to court. I so mean, really it, when you say threatened, has he, has he actually done it? Is he taking you to court? No, he's just no. threatened through yeah. his text messages. Um and um, he's threatening with social services. They've got, they are mentally stable. They are happy. Um, there is no concerns with school. They are very, very happy children. Um, currently with my partner, I've been with him for over five years. We are very stable, very happy. So if he were to come into their lives, there would be a massive disruption. He is remarried. He's been remarried for over, coming up to five years. And that his wife wasn't very polite to the children when they were young, when they were there. Uh, it's just a whole mess, and I don't know where to turn. I mean, to, look, so I think, scared. yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, don't be scared. That that's the first thing I would say. If he hasn't seen the children in two years, and he's not bothering to see them, all this, all this is is just. Um, uh, he's angry, isn't it? It's a knee-jerk reaction. You've asked for more money because you you can't cope financially with the children. That's understandable, especially in these times. Um, and and therefore he's just he's just throwing his weight around. Um, don't ever be worried 
even if he makes the court application, that's fine. That's absolutely fine because he's he's had such a massive gap from seeing the children. And if we've got any safeguarding concerns, the most he's probably going to start off with is maybe a couple of hours on a Saturday morning or maybe even supervised contact. And with his track record, based on what you've told me, he's not going to bother, is he? Let's be honest. I think all of this is just, it's just a lot of... Um, smoke and mirrors because he's having a tantrum. Um, he want, he doesn't want to pay you any money. He's he's he he's probably knows how to push your buttons and he knows that you're going to be scared. Um, and he's intimidating you so that you know with the best will in the world you're going to back down. I mean, what's he going to go to social services about? What's he can? What's, what's he going to tell him? He hasn't seen the kids for two years. What what does he know? I know. They're absolutely Don't worry. fine. They're really happy. They go yeah. to activities after school. We take them. I work. My partner doesn't live with me, but we've been together quite a while. He financially helps. I mean, we're such a settled family right now that he's just threatening because of the £10 that I asked for. He hasn't... It was my children's birthdays in the last few months and he hasn't even texted or anything. No Christmas, no birthday cards, no nothing. And now he's... He's just saying, I'll take you to court. And I'm like, okay, but where do, what do I do to protect me and my children? But you, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't got to do anything to protect. And, and it's interesting that you go straight into justification mode. You know, you know, Trace, this is what's happened, but, but I'm doing well and the kids are okay and blah, blah, blah. You haven't got to justify it to me or to anybody else. He knows how to push your buttons. He knows that you are going to be so worried right now um, that chances are you'll retract that request for £10. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to worry. All you do is hold your nerve and you ask for what you're rightfully owed. And if he makes the application, well, bring it on. Um, also, oh, sorry, one more thing um, before I let somebody else have a turn. Um, we very obviously, when we've been together for such a long time, and we're almost almost eleven years, and um, they we shared a bank account. We shared a bank account, and um, due to maintenance payments, he was paying it in in a shared bank account which had his name on. And I can repeatedly told him, "Come off, come off, come off," but it was paying money to himself does that make sense and I'm, I, I don't know is that right well it's a joint account so we can do what he wants with it it could you know if he I, I I literally wouldn't get caught up in in his games I, I just wouldn't get caught up in it I would just carry on with your life ask for someone on TikTok has just said call his bluff and ask for 20 pound um <laughs> but just just <laughs> Lee has said that um just honestly, just just carry on. If 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 you're entitled to ask for more money, and CMS or whatever route you're going down has said that you can do that, then do it, and and don't get caught up in all the peripheral stuff. Honestly, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Do not follow you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Amazing... Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You know, sometimes we forget that in family law and when we're in a relationship, they get to know us really well, really well. And they know all our insecurities and they know all our worries and all our Achilles heel and, and they know. And and of course, when we separate, if, if you're separating from somebody that's actually not very nice, then they're going to use all of that. You know, that's all in their toolbox to use. Um, and, and you can always tell when somebody comes on and they ask a question and 
then immediately justify their position because actually um, she's feeling very intimidated and that's all it is sometimes it's being able to say to somebody look have confidence that those kids are absolutely fine the school aren't taking them um, I have no concerns and social services have no concerns so who is somebody that hasn't seen the children for two years what gives them the right to come along and start throwing the weight around over 10 quid honestly Fui, you are next on the list whenever you're ready ask me your question so I'm going to divorced last year um we went to child court for final hearing in June I got um every other weekend and half the school holidays because that's all my son wanted by the time we got to final hearing um he's now my son's 13 he's now refusing to see me on my every other weekend's and this happened just after we went to financial um, resolution hearing where my ex, who's still in the house, refused to agree. Yeah. Um, the judge said it would be, um, I'm entitled to 50% and they need to, he needs to sell the house to, to let me have that 50%. Obviously, he doesn't want to sell the house, so he refused to agree. So even though my son says it's nothing to do with the finances, he's now refusing to speak to me, refusing to come to me at the weekends and see me at all. Um, I'm just a bit worried that if I take out an enforcement order on my ex for, for not allowing contact, even though he says he is allowing, it's it's my son that's making decision. Yeah. Um, that's going to jeopardise, because basically what my financial settlement depends on is yeah. the fact that I've got shared care and and a need to house my son. Yeah. I think I think try and separate everything is the first thing I would say. Um, so so try not to place so much emphasis on the fact that you've got shared care and finances and and it all and it all sort of you know hangs on that because that will drive you mad. Um, that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is I probably at, at thirteen I don't know that I'd be suggesting going back to court because ultimately if you get a court order that then forces the child and it won't actually force the child all it will say is that dad has to make the child available but any apprehension that your son has may be exaggerated because you've gone back to court and I would maybe come at it with a different route and try to you know speak to your son mediation family mediation um, that sort of thing because I feel that your son probably needs an opportunity to not be caught up in the middle of this and I'm not saying that you're doing that but yeah. because you said to me this has come at the same time as our financial remedy proceedings I feel that if dad is putting some influence on on the son which is what you're insinuating that oh, he's yeah. he's going to feel caught up your son is going to feel caught up in the middle and and a potential enforcement application is going to exacerbate that. So I would be looking right. at some sort of other family remedy, you know, some sort of other mediation, ADR, something like that, and using other third parties and support groups to help. Um, and okay. keeping it very, very simple. He does have a, a counselling section each week with the school, yeah. but he's already told the school that he wants to keep home life and school life separate. So... You know, mediation, I guess I'd have to pay for that. And you, it's just getting him to, to the mediation. Yeah. Because he is now basically living with his dad full time. Yeah. And don't just think mediation, think counselling. You know, um, 
as as opposed to mediation that tried to get a couple or, or parties to you know agree on something and what we're trying to then do is agree to him having contact with you perhaps counseling to maybe identify why he doesn't want to have a relationship with you to identify mm. how it's important to have a relationship with you you know it, it it's about having a mom and a dad and maybe he just wants some flexibility in in the contact maybe he wants to be able to make some choices for himself we both know he, that it's coming he from keeps dad. Saying that. He keeps yeah. saying, I'm, I'm 13, I want to make my own choices. Yeah. He's not happy with my new partner, never has been. There's been no safeguarding issues. The Section 7 report, which was carried out a year ago last May, and my ex asked for a, a new one to be co- carried out in the final hearing. CAFCAS wouldn't agree with it. They said, basically, the, the biggest problem that he has is that his mum and dad have got conflict. They obviously both yeah. clearly love him. He clearly loves but the problem is the longer it's gone on, yeah. the more time he's in with his dad and his, and his dad's yeah. family. Yeah, and and, the, and you, you you don't know what sort of... Put... He says all the right things, you know, like, I, I believe that Finley should have a... Oh God, I said his name. He should have a, a relationship with his mum. And he says all the right things on messages. Yeah, yeah. And, but behind closed doors, yeah. it's a different story. And it and it's almost like, like I, I've been... I've turned up to the school... On Friday, tried to pick him up. He walked straight past me, went straight to my mother-in-law's car. That it's almost like they want me to kick off so that they can go back to court and say, look, she's unfit. We need to vary the order. And I think this is where potentially counselling would help because rather than the adults worrying about how they look or what the other, you know, it's all about perception, isn't it? Well, he's trying to make me kick off and she's trying to do this and she's trying to undermine me and all the rest of it. We've got a 13-year-old boy here who probably came out of school that afternoon and thought, oh, crikey, you know, what do I do now? Mom's there, but if I go and say hello to mom, then the grandmother might be like, why did you say hello to your mother for? And we've told you what she's like and blah, 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 blah. And maybe he was feeling so caught up in the middle. So I think counselling, I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle because obviously it's not just the dad. By the sounds of it, you're up against the the ex mother in law. Yeah. yeah. So, but but I think counselling would stand him in good stead and just allow I mean, him I'm that meant, freedom. I'm meant to have him for half the school holiday. So October half term is my week. Yeah. And it's my birthday next week, and I'm yeah. meant to pick him up from school for my birthday and have him overnight. It's in the order. Yeah. But he's already told me. Yeah. Quite calmly on the phone, on speakerphone with his dad, no doubt present. That he's he's not going to do that. He's not going to come with me. And that's fine. And that that that's fine. My parents who live yeah. two hundred miles away. Yeah. At, at half term. Yeah. And my ex has emailed them saying, "I'm willing to bring bring him down, but only for two days. But you have to make sure that his mum won't be there because he definitely doesn't want to see it. Yeah. And it's it's just awful. It's yeah. It, it, it is awful. Ne- never challenge him. Never challenge what he's telling you because we don't know if it's actually coming from him. Just go along with it. But but I think you do need, as the parent, to have something else running parallel alongside. And I think counselling, in this instance, might be a good start. Okay. And, and I, do, I don't organise that through the school. I just have to organise that myself and... and try you, and get him to whichever way to you want to... you you could start by going through school because i'm sure that they'll have you know um contacts or people that they could recommend so definitely start there um it doesn't mean that it's a school counselor but they may be able to to suggest somebody and signpost you okay all right you. good luck well, thanks so much you're Thank welcome you. bye it's hard, isn't it? We've got a slight parental alienation and we've got teenage children and, you know, we all know that teenage children are going through it anyway with everything that they've got going on, the peer pressure and the hormones and everything else. And then we have a little bit of, you know, parental conflict and, and it does make for 
quite a um, testing time um, and sometimes it's better to just take your foot off the gas slightly um, and just look at things from a different viewpoint maybe get some counseling or mediation or whatever it's very bespoke to to that family anyway there we go we're after seven we've done another hour i hope that you guys enjoyed that content i know i enjoyed listening to you and making some suggestions um, i'm back here again tomorrow at six um, next week guys I'm going to switch it up a bit and I'm going to do five till six but this week I'll continue to do six till seven okay so I'm just like putting it out there giving you guys a good week's notice so um, until tomorrow discord thank you for joining me in the lounge please come back again tomorrow evening um, and I will try and answer some more of your questions apologies as always to those of you still left with your hand up um, but come back tomorrow Missy you're always here so I'll get round to you tomorrow or you can drop me an email um, in the meantime and I will say good night. See you tomorrow at six. Cheers guys. Bye bye.